has sold a lot of supporters have mo- every supporter moans about the football club or the, and, and this is happening whatever this club has character it has history it has soul Welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Langley Floris, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 316, and as always, a very quick thank you to everyone who tuned into last week's show, and also to our very special guest, our new mate, Paul Smith, our mate. who was absolutely brilliant, very honest, very open. Uh, and it was a pleasure to have him on and very positive uh, as well. This week, we've got a week's worth of news to catch up on. We've got the win against Carlisle to review. So I think without further ado, let's just crack on. And as always, we start with a word from our sponsor. I certainly do. So the podcast is proudly sponsored by Carol Langley Flores, who are an established ba- business based in Chingford. They specialise in bespoke flowers, sourced from the finest growers in the world, and can do anything from a simple thank you to tailored wedding or event packages. They also offer... off to all O's fans and staff, which could give you a huge saving on any costs that you have coming up for flowers. So to get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists, you can give them a call on 0208-529-4130 or you can get in contact with the team on Twitter. They can find them at Carol Langley E4 or you can find John, the head honcho himself. He can be found at EssexBiz on Twitter. You can also find the team on Instagram under Carol Langley Florist. And you can also find the team on Facebook at Carol Langley Florist. John, it was lovely to see you in the South Stand yesterday in all your glory. And great to have you on board as always at the Orient Outlook podcast. Absolutely. Nicely done. So we have a supporters club update for you as well. On Friday the 7th of April, we're off to Salford for a 3 o'clock kickoff. Coaches are going to be leaving at half past eight and they're going to cost £42 if you're an adult. Concessions are £39 and children under 15 are £21. The following Saturday, uh, the 15th of April, we're just off to a short trip around the uh, around the uh, outskirts of London to Sutton. It's a three o'clock kickoff there. Coaches will be leaving at midday. The adult fare is £25 for that one. Concessions are 22 and children under 15 are £13. All children must travel with an adult and those prices obviously do not not include your match day ticket to book on any of those trips you've got to visit the supporters club uh, on a match day or you can call the travel line on 07507 539 579 nicely done there so lots of work at the supporters club we've got a few a few pieces of AOB this week first up we had a message from Aaron Hurley regarding the sad passing of his uncle Stephen Johnson so he messaged us to say Stephen Johnson was a lifelong O's fan who was sadly taken from us in a violent attack in Aberdeen. Stephen moved to Scotland to be with his children but still wore his O's shirt with pride whilst out in Aberdeen. Stephen was a South Stand season ticket holder for many years and watched Orient with his now past dad, his brothers, his nephews and sister who are all Orient fans and leaves behind seven children who all support the O's. Aaron goes on to say, go find me page has excuse me, been set up for Stephen, which can be found on the GoFundMe website. If anyone wants details of that, feel free to drop us at the end. But very sad news there, so wishing um, you all the best, Aaron, and send our condolences to 
uh, Stephen's family and friends. Absolutely, yeah. Um, having pulled out of last year's uh, event due to a foot injury, Lee Deering is now able to fulfil one of his bucket list items and run the London Marathon with all the money raised going to the JE3 Foundation with sponsorship details pinned on his Twitter page, which is at Gorillas1985, G-O-R-I-L-A-Z-1985. And it's also in yesterday's programme. So if you've got a couple of quid spare and you're able to sponsor and support Lee, he's running for a really, really good uh, charity, really worthwhile charity who are doing amazing things to help save lives. Go give him a follow. If you can spare a couple of quid, he'd be ever so grateful. That's Gorillas1985. He's running the London Marathon. I couldn't think of anything I'd want to do less <laughs> than, than run 26 miles. So anyone that does do it has my utmost respect. Yeah. So, Lee, thanks for the reminder, mate. I'll get on to that as well. Yeah, like wires. And finally, AOB, the podcast uh, will be running next season and we have plenty of opportunities for sponsorship throughout the campaign so if you're a listener if you follow us on twitter if you like what we do please come and get involved with the podcast our opportunities around the prediction league this is uh pre every or latent orient game for the season there's opportunities around hero of the week which we do every week and announce on this podcast and we do that via twitter poll and there's also opportunities around our social media sponsorship so lots of opportunities for you to get involved so if anyone's sitting at home listening to this thinking yeah i've got a brand i've got an opportunity to work uh, with, with yourself stand chums please get in contact drop us a dm and we'll take it from there we've had lots of great partnerships uh, over the years of this podcast and look forward to getting a few more uh, new opportunities yeah. uh, next season yeah always keen to help uh, Orient fans promote their businesses and we've got a brilliant audience for it so yeah. it's worked really well for our past sponsors as well so do get involved get in touch with us uh, so let's move on then to the week that was we start as always happy Monday the 27th of March as episode 315 with our mate Paul Smith was blowing up the airwaves the club announced the individual match day prices for the 23 24 season and with the current difficult climate in which all businesses operate in the club has made the difficult decision to raise prices for next season was the quote in the press release but strongly believes the new prices offer excellent value for money the club has worked to improve the match they experienced throughout 22-23 season and improving food and beverage offerings around the stadium introducing complimentary fan wi-fi and running activities for young o's fans in our quality each North, uh, community North Stand. Improvements will continue to be made to the match day experience for the 23-24 season with news on exciting developments and additions being released soon. Yeah, good quote there. Very exciting uh, for next season. We obviously mentioned season ticket prices in last week's episode yeah. and the early bird opportunity which is well worth doing if you're lucky enough to do so. So that was Monday to Huey Tuesday the 28th of March. We say happy birthday to female development officer <laughs> And O's player Olivia was forward. So Olivia, we hope you had a lovely day and had a lovely birthday. Absolutely. Happy birthday to you. Wednesday the 29th of March. Quiet day at the club. Thankfully, nothing to report. Flying through Let's this one. On. Yeah. yeah. Thursday the 30th of March, the club revealed that the March Player of the Month nominations were now open with every player that started at least one of the three fixtures played in the month having been Nominated, so only three fixtures in March. Crazy, really. yeah. One got postponed, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Friday, the 31st of March, then the final day of the month, a quiet day at the club. But there was a league, there was a League Two fixture we had our eyes on as playoff chasers Stockport County and Salford thankfully played out a one or draw. Good result for yeah. us, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Doesn't really matter, no, in thank, my opinion. Thankfully. Yeah, I'm not looking that far down the table. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, like, yeah. it sounds really arrogant to say that, but, yeah, I think I'll say it in my, my comments later, like, we just need to focus on us. We're top. Doesn't really matter what everyone else does as long as we do what we need to do. A million percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love it, love it. So let's move on into Saturday, the 1st of April, flying through the week that was this week. Jaden Sweeney was named as the O's Player of the Month for March. So well done, Jaden Sweeney. What a season he's had. Richly deserved, I think. He's been standout. Really, really strong, athletic, fast, reads the game well. Well deserved. Yeah, and you've got to think players now like Shadogi, uh, Adam Thompson, who plays right back but obviously that moves Tom James into a left back or Rob Hunt into left back you know some good experienced players who can't get in the squad let alone the starting 11 due to the form of Jaden Sweeney and to be honest I didn't see that one coming no and we seem to have as you think about it we seem to have a bit of an eye for spotting left footed talent you know like you said with Jaden's come through the youth Dan Happy's come through yeah. the youth um, Shadogi we've got into our youth development we obviously brought him across from Ireland so you know we seem to have a real keen eye for yeah. the left footed young left footed players at the start of their career so good point yeah decent and left footed players are obviously much harder to find than right footed players so the fact that we've got three really good quality ones really is is impressive uh, also on Saturday in the morning uh, well lunchtime more so the youth team were in action um and they were against Bristol Rovers. The half end, the first half ended goalless, but eight minutes into the second half, Avgustidis put us in the lead after a great ball from Karoma. Saw him through on goal. He took the ball around the keeper, poked it home to make it 1-0. These reports are from, to be honest, I've just copied them from, <laughs> no, full transparency, from the yeah. uh, Academy Twitter account, as is the next piece of All right. uh, as is the next piece of this match so taken from their Twitter account and in the 75th minute we doubled our lead following a great press to win the ball back up the pitch the ball was played out to Karoma who sits one down with a fake shot and then buried his effort <laughs> into the bottom right corner and he made it 2-0 at that point it looked like the O's would get the victory but Bristol Rovers pulled two goals back the second came right at the end of added time as the game ended too also unlucky there uh, to the young O's but not a bad result there no. at all no, not a, not nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, obviously they're in a slightly higher league to us, but I don't yeah. know about the quality there. But why are we playing Bristol Rovers? <laughs> like all the way over know. over on the other like when there's so many other clubs. I know it's probably by category. Maybe it's by club. I don't know. That's anyway, exactly what it is, yeah. Main event of the day was Carlisle United at home, and every Thursday night we uh, run a Twitter poll to find out how you think. Theo should get on. It runs through till about midday on Saturday. And on this one, really impressive amount of people got involved in this. So thank you. 397 votes. I think that's probably the most we've had that I can certainly remember. In a while, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, 15% was quite cynical, thinking we were going to lose. 32% sat on the fence thinking a draw, which is probably about the right uh, result. Uh, I thought it would be a draw. And 52% were really optimistic, thinking we were going to get a win. Some silly 4 nils and all that nonsense. Can't be having that. <laughs> so thanks to everyone who took a minute to cast their vote. Yeah, absolutely. So at 2pm, the team was announced. With Lawrence Vigru in goal, and at the back, Hunt, Beckles, Turns and Sweeney. Midfield made up of El Mazzuni, Prattley and Monker, with Sadly Smith and Carmen making up the 11. And on the bench we had Sam Sargent, Tom James, Jamie McCart, Jordan Lydon, Jordan Brown, Ralph Satoriu and Aaron Dryman. Yeah, that meant there were three changes from the O's team that drew Hartlepool last week. In came Kieran Sadly, Rob Hunt and Charlie Kelman. And out went Aaron Dryman, Jordan Brown and Ruel Satoriu, who took their place on the bench. For me... 
not surprised there's been change. I think a freshen up was needed. Yeah. I just p- predicted it wrong. I thought that others would be changed, but I hope Sadlier and Smith works. I think we'd spoken about that last week, how we'd like to see Sadlier yeah. and Smith. Sadlier in lieu of Theo. I think Sadlier, when he first came from Bolton, he was a good deputy. He stood in well for Smith, so we didn't miss yeah. Smith badly. Like There wasn't a huge lacking in the side. Yeah. Obviously, Smith is a different player. We missed him. But I think Sadlier for his part and what he did was really good. Um, I feel for Ruel though because I feel that he could be in that that forward position of the front three. Uh, maybe it's just I have a soft spot for him and can't see many of the faults. But yeah. you know, I think he deserved a starting spot considering how industrious and how hard he works, and he's just a right place, right time guy. Fair shout. For you? Yeah, I, to be fair, when I saw the lineup, I liked it. it. I was excited, like you were, to see what Smith and Sadlier can do within the same starting lineup. Everyone playing in their favourite position. So sometimes we've seen players move out of position to compensate in other areas, like Raw playing as the 10, Drynan playing as the right winger. Like this one, you looked at the team sheet and was like, yeah, actually, that's everyone playing in their strongest position. Yeah. That I felt was a good, um, good characteristic to have. Also, good strength on the bench. I mean, and that's. You look at the bench and you go, right, that's a strong bench. But I also noticed that no Adam Thompson in yeah. the squad. No Shadogi in the squad. Yeah. No Craig Clay in the squad. <clears throat> Dan Happy's obviously still out for his injury. Some big players missing. Phil mm. Archibald, obviously, uh, as well, missing from injury. But that's still a strong bench. But I just thought, you know, you've got McCartan over Adam Thompson and why? Ogie. Yeah, why? You've got Jordan Lydon in over Craig Clay. They might be injured, but that hasn't come to the fore if they are because yeah. the questions haven't been asked. So... I did raise an eyebrow or two when I saw the bench. I was like, oh, where's Thompson gone? Yeah. Where's Clay gone? Why, why is McCartney over Ogie? However, still a hell of a strong bench. Good attacking options with Satoru and Dryan. I know I take what you mean on board around Satoru, but the Satoru who comes on as a substitute sometimes around the 65th and the 70th minute. It's stronger than starting. seems right? to be stronger yeah. than the starting Satoru for whatever reason. Yeah. It is. So a bit of a super sub. So yeah, I was quite happy. I was quite optimistic with that one. We had quite a few tweets that came in about this team as well. Alpha2 underscore O underscore Mega said, Great to see Sadlier back in the team. He could make all the difference. Yeah, certainly could. Bazal 73 said, McCart on the bench over Ogie and Thompson. Not yes. sure about that one. But other than that, strong as we could be without Archibald. To your point yeah. as well. Len Chin Chin 1 said, A decisive weekend for us and have to play like league leaders with our good team. But missing Theo must defend the long balls and prepare counter-attack at every opportunity. I expect the game to... I expect an end-to-end game as we're eager for the win. Uh, as Carlisle haven't scored recently, don't give them the chances. Len Chin one must be a football coach somewhere, the way he writes his tweets. Yeah. I'm intrigued to know what Len does. Rob Payne, 5-4-6-4-2-0-9-7, says, I just hope that if we are not losing, we don't make five changes and disrupt the performance. Yeah, Good so tweet. Darren Prattley got the game underway in a very busy and expectant and probably slightly nervy E10. Yes. And after Carlisle's captain, Morgan Feeney, had to be replaced in the seventh minute through injury, we'll fast forward to the tenth minute then, and confusion between Rob Hunt and Darren Prattley saw Carlisle capitalise and win the ball. Sweeney then missed the pass between Carlisle players, uh, who were in on goal. McColman's pass to Dennis... Lawrence Figaro was able to block his shot, which then saw Carlisle win the first corner of the game that came to nothing. So I think it's fair to say we weren't on it. I think in the first 10 15 minutes, I good at there in kind of that piece of play, they had a man overlap on the right and kind of were around the back of us. And Viggs does what Viggs does and made the save. So the first corner for the O's came in the 18th minute after some good work from our mate Paul Smith with a nicely worked routine, which eventually saw Idris Elmazoon and he tried a flick. 
which went over the bar, but he was also offside, so it wouldn't have counted anyway. Absolutely. 27 minutes on the clock now, and another effort at goal for Carlisle after some nice, skillful build-up play. He saw back in on goal, uh, but practically managed to cover well. He conceded a corner in the process, yeah, sliding tackle to, to well stop the block. Yeah, he did, and they did well to get in. Yeah, certainly did. Paul, in the 31st minute, Paul Smith had the beating of Armour on the right-hand side. He done him, got uh, basically taken out, I think it's probably fair to say, mm. near the byline, won a free kick. It came to nothing. I thought it was a really nasty challenge. Yeah. He was down on the floor for like quite a while, literally just had his legs taken from under him. And in the melee that kind of followed... Um, from that challenge, Charlie Kelman got booked for having a bit of a tussle um, with a few yeah, Carlisle players. Yeah, he got shovey, didn't he? He shoved the first man, who I think committed the foul, and then when his teammate came to help support him, he's then shoved him, and then I think someone else has come over and he's shoved that guy as well. I think some one of the Carlisle players, I think someone, I can't remember who said it to me, said, like, that's three three players, and the referee's just gone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair shout. Which that is fair, I, like, I understand, but, like, just don't match. get involved. Just go and support Paul, but, like, there's no need to start throwing, throwing arms about. But also, just worth noting at this point, like, we're at the half-hour point now, we've not had a single shot of goal yet. Yeah, it hadn't worked their keeper at all, had we? No. No, but Vigarou's had to make a save, but, but we haven't. It's very tight, very cagey, I get that. Yeah. My expectation was that we'd at least have had a shot on target by now. Yeah, difficult one. 36 minutes on the clock then. First shot on goal <laughs> for Orient. Following some messy build-up play, we saw Prattley fire well over from distance. And two minutes later, Carlisle had to make another change as Finn back was replaced due to injury. Now, he'd got through behind us. We haven't mentioned the other one for some reason. I forgot to put it in. He got in twice behind us. So yeah. I was really quite pleased to see him go off. Yeah, obviously not ideal for them having two of their first teamers. I Correct. think one of the first and they've got some injury problems as well. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. good for us then. Forty second minute, we came alive, created a good opportunity following some good football as George Moncur, who was looking lively in this one actually, or looking lively as the game went on, found yeah. some space on the left hand side of the area. His cross shot was saved by Holy or Holly, and Carlisle cleared the danger only for the ball to eventually come to Rob Hunt, and he tried a curler, but his one. It was well over the bar. Well over the bar. Five minutes of initial time went up on the board. In the first minute, Darren Prattley was booked for a foul about 20 yards outside the box. Free kick from Gibson going well wide. Yeah, good position from them there. but he, Dangerous yeah, to give away there. Wasted free kick there, thankfully. And just before the half-time whistle, some good build-up play from Jalen Sweeney. Driving forward, so it's created a good chance as an initial shot from Portsmouth was blocked. The ball came out to Kieran Sadlier, who fired high and over Holly's goal. as a ball the first half to a close shortly after with the teams going in goalless at half-time. Absolutely. I thought it was a poor half from us, actually. Uh, I thought it was one shot on target, I think two, maybe three off target. Carlisle have had two on target, one off. I knew it would be a tight game, though, but I don't think we've been anywhere near where we can be. And I think that was a slight nervousness that I felt, and I'm sure others probably did as well. Um... But I, had, I keep telling myself, like, they hadn't scored, that like, we've been drawing games, they've yeah. not been scoring they in games. This has got three games, had they? This has got nil-nil written all over it. Yeah. But I just felt that they had the slight upper hand on us, that they'd had more attempts at our goal than we'd had at theirs and made Vigory work more than we'd worked their keeper. It's fine, you get a shot off, you make the keeper save it. I've seen on the Football League show keepers fumbling through their, you know, through their arms and dropping it yeah, into the course, goal by yeah, it felt like it was calling out for a Portsmouth special. Sadly, it was not having the best of games, I think it's yeah, fair to say. He, he kind been. of wasted a few uh, opportunities and didn't play the right pass. But Smith looked lively. You could tell they were scared of Smith every time he got the ball. And Kelvin yeah. wasn't really getting much of the ball. So you felt if anything was going to happen, it would be for either Moncur, who was 
growing into the game more or it was going to be a Paul Smith 30, 40 yarder or it was going to take a massive bit of luck to get us in the lead at that point. But yeah, nervy. Uh, it did feel very nervy in the stands. We had one tweet at half-time from KTHcom who said, incredibly frustrating. You could see how much so in Smith's smacking of the ground at the end. More needed in the second half. We need those points. Match attendance for this one was 8,714 with 1,177 away. That's a great attendance. For them, that is great because usually they're two or 300. Such a mission as well. My sister lives like 40 miles from Carter. It's an absolute mission. It's a long day. Yeah, well played. Fair play to him. At half-time, there was a sub for the O's as Darren Prattley was replaced by Jordan Brown. And the first attack of the second half was from Orient. In the first minute, after some decent build-up play, but Kieran, sadly as crossed, didn't find a red shirt. Yeah, we've started much the better side and more solid build-up play in the 49th minute. Saw Kieran, sadly as shot, spilled by Holy, who recovered to smother and get to Charlie Kelman's follow-up effort. I think Sadia maybe should have done better there. It's good position and he kind of hits it low but right at Holy, and mm. obviously Kelman can't get his shot away quick enough mm. uh, without Holy in there. I think Sally may be disappointed when he looks back on that one today. 59th minute, mm. great build up play on the right from Paul Smith. Saw his cross find George Moncur in the box. He trapped the ball and got a decent shot away as he drove one into the ground that was deflected wide by the arm of Holy. Made a pretty good save, actually. Yeah. Decent save. Yeah, 63 minutes, penalty shouts for the O's as Paul Smith surged into the box through the middle, was taken down. Referee was having none of it. George Moncoeur got booked for dissent as we rewarded a corner that came to nothing. So a big penalty appeals from this one. I think there were a few tweets saying it was a blatant penalty. Having uh, had the ability now to watch it back, I didn't think it was a penalty at the time. No. And I don't think it's a penalty now watching it back. Obviously he slides and does take Smith out, but he wins the ball. And obviously Smith is so fast that if he takes a nudge, he's flying down yeah. to the ground. But I think you've got to... Give Huntingdon fair dues and go. He's actually a great tackle on Smithy. I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. I was fairly level with that, and I think that um, like he does, he's so quick that he just gets a little knock and he goes down. Yeah. Because he's just quite light. Yeah. Uh, and he's quite rapid and he's quicker than the like you said on the podcast last week. He you know one on one with the defender, he's quicker Fancy than himself. Yes, and he one, absolutely he? backs himself yeah. for it. So I think I think they probably. Probably he it, it wasn't a penalty. I think that's probably unfortunately. I think yeah. that's probably the right decision. Sixty nine minutes on the clock. Second Orient sub as Ruel came on to replace Kieran Sadlier. Yep. So seventy one minutes in the O's came close to taking the lead as a Paul Smith shot from close range went just wide after a Rob Hunt cross into the box. I thought actually their defender does really well to put Smith off because the ball comes in and it's coming to Smith nicely and suddenly one of the defenders looks like he's going to take Smith out smack him which I think just does enough to put Smith off who doesn't hit the target there but yeah you could tell we were getting close to him and yeah. enjoying the, the, the possession now at yeah. this point in the game yeah two minutes later the game changing minute the 73rd minute as Royal Saturu got into a decent position out on the left of the Carlisle 18 yard box received the pass quite well controlled it and he got his shot off that was twice deflected. It finally bounced off Mellish, looped into the air, travelled in slow motion. What seemed like it took forever yeah, to did. get into that. And I was fairly level with that as well. And But it nestled beautifully in the <laughs> corner of Holly's goal uh, in the back of the net to put the O's 1-0 up. And the sense of tension relief around the ground was palpable. It really was. Great moment. Like you said, it... it in the ground, when you're watching TV, the slow motion doesn't do it justice. Like in terms of, it doesn't feel like it went in slow motion. But in the ground, it felt like the ball was like travelling in the air for like 
set like ages before yeah. it dipped into the net. But yeah, you could sense the uh, relief throughout the ground. A real, real good emotional celebrations on the ground yes. as well when that went in. You could tell like what a goal that like how important that goal was. I also got to say, Charlie Kelman's going to get absolutely caned uh, in this podcast, and he probably deserves to for two bookings. When you watch that goal back, a lot of it is down to Kelman, which no one has mentioned. But if anyone goes back and watches the goal listen to this, Kelman's involvement in getting the ball to Satiri quickly and playing the right pass at the right time is something that obviously no one's going to mention the radar. because he's been sent off and he's the villain almost. Great, but Kelman, very important in that goal. And that is a very, very big goal later on in the season. So I've got to say, well done, Kelman. Well done, Satiri, who... We'll just basically shoot from anywhere, right? Yeah. But it's, I like not, that. it's not a natural shooting angle, the, the shot he takes on. It obviously takes With players in the way. two deflections. But I think if that's a Dryman or maybe even a Kelman, they probably aren't looking to shoot from that angle. They're probably looking for an Archibald if he's on the pitch or a Monker or a Smith. But Satu always looks down, looks up to see where the net goal is and then takes it on. And I think we said earlier, when you're top of the league, they go in for you. And fortunately, that's what's happened. But yeah, amazing goal. Brilliant to see. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, 76 minutes on the clock, the O's reduced to 10 <laughs> men as the aforementioned Charlie Kelman ended up picking up his second yellow card after a nasty, late, and I'm going to say unnecessary tackle on Mellish. I think I have to agree with you there. No need for it. The ball was long gone by the time Kelman slides in. And it's so it. far out. And he's on a booking. You've got to think if I'm on a booking, it's the last thing I need to be doing is making a silly sliding Russia tackle blood to the so head, really disappointing there and it meant obviously for the last 15-20 minutes we had to play with 10 men which yeah. isn't ideal but yeah and also miss, means Kelman misses some forthcoming games and you know we've got a number of games now in a short space of time he might not be able to get back into that side now say if you know whoever takes a number 9 shirt yeah. or that position does well, well and Drennan, yeah. on Friday or the following Monday throughout the week Kelman might not get back into that starting yeah. lineup, so yeah, big, bigger, bigger there from Charlie. Mm, absolutely, seventy ninth minute in double sub for the O's in reaction to that sending off our third and fourth of the game as Aaron Drynan and Jordan Lydon came on as Paul Smith and George Montcur made way for them. Eighty five minutes, heart in mouth for the home fans after a mix up in our defending saw Mellish in on goal. He rounded Lawrence Vigaru, and with the goal open, completely open. He side-footed it towards the net. Actually, it was more across the six-yard box than at the net. Yeah. But thankfully, Super Omar Beckles was there to clear the ball away. <laughs> what a moment. I mean, that was typical Orient, right? Like, we, get, we, we gave away possession. and I can't. I don't even want to go back to who, who the misunderstandings between but two of our players look at each other. Opens up, Melish is in. Takes it round Viggs, and I think again, maybe gone under the radar a bit. Viggs actually touches the ball, which puts Mellish off his run, which is why he hits it at a weird angle and doesn't hit it cleanly or with as much pace as what he would like to. A very important touch it's there. A trickle, isn't it? From it's, a trickle across it's literally like goal. a minimal touch he gets on it, but uh, he, he, he kind of puts Mellish off his run. Uh, and Beckles, I've got to say, fair play to Beckles, who reads it superbly and is in the right place at the right time to make that clearance and it's what you want your captain to do Josh Coulson done it a couple of times when we won National League read the game and done a few goal line clearances in big games 
Um, big moments. Uh, Beckles doing the same, yeah. yeah Credit to a massive, massive moment. Uh, 88 minutes on the clock. The aforementioned Omar Beckles having done so much good to keep us in the I'm game. rubbish, Beckles. He yeah. was booked. Get him off. <laughs> uh, he was booked for a foul a few yards outside our box. Vigrou saved the follow-up shot from Gibson in the resulting free yeah, kick. He did. So the board went up, gasped around Brisbane Road at no. six minutes. I expected six minutes. We all thought it would be five, so when it was six, I had to chuckle there. We were counting down the minutes. Emily was with me, so obviously you've got the scoreboard now. So I was like, 81, 82, 80, like counting down. But he doesn't scoreboard when he gets to 90, he doesn't count down. Correct. It's plus six, which is funny. Six, yeah. So six minutes went up. We had a free kick uh, pumped into their opposition box with Rigaru, who did take a bit more time than necessary and found himself in the referee's book. And he couldn't understand why. I saw him looking at the fourth <laughs> officials like, what's going on? Why am I being booked? And with nothing further to report, after lots of gamesmanship throughout the final minutes, I mean, we were really... Got to do what you got to do, right? Playing that one to the nth degree. Although, ref- I've got to say, though, we did defend it well. So two of you, in particular, made a few like runs back to win the ball and win throw-ons when they might have gone against us and prevent corners when they might have been corners. So I think we defended it really well, mm. managed it well. And I think Satu, especially, I've not seen that before from Satu. I've seen Drynan do it a lot, and I know how much Richie likes Drynan for his work rate and pressing. Not, you don't normally say that from Satiri. I've got to say again, Satiri has done some really good defensive work in that six minutes. Mm. It's all needed because we're down to Massively, 10 men. Yeah. So we couldn't leave a man up. We had to. Yeah, good point. For, their, for one yeah, of their yeah. corners, we had all 10, 10 back in the box. We had no one to counter. So we would have had to have um, long-balled it out and, and just cleared it. Yeah. That's why we were just looking to launch the ball out so we could just get out of the box. So with nothing further to report, as I say, after lots of gamesmanship yeah. throughout the final minutes, the referee ended the game with the O's picking up three points with a vital 1-0 win as rocking all over the world bled out across Brisbane Road with the players and management taking their lap of honour in front of the adoring home fans celebrating the win with dreams of promotion. Very, very realistic. Almost here. So after the match, Dave Victor spoke to Richie Wellens. This is quite a long interview, so we're not going to play all of it. It's eight minutes. It's been available on YouTube uh, for at least 24 hours. So we're just going to play the opening two minutes as Richie gives quite a good summary uh, of the match and his thoughts. Obviously, a lot of Orient fans um, and a lot of tweets will say the performance wasn't great. It's interesting to hear Richie's views on the performance because I think he was fairly happy with it. So, here's a bit of an opening game, a bit of what Richie Wedding said to Dave Victor. Once we get ourselves off mute. Um, I think in the first 20 minutes, it was a bit nervy for, from both teams. But when you're trying to play like the way that we play compared to the way that they play, to be fair, they passed it a little bit today. But... You can always be a little bit nervy trying to trying to do it our way. So it was a little bit sketchy first 20 minutes. I thought then we grew into the game and some really nice passages of play. But then I think from 45 minutes to to the sending off, I thought we were brilliant. Brave, brave, passed the ball, took risks at times. But um, I thought the players take all the, the players take all the plaudits today. They're outstanding. We set up a game plan for them. Um, and when a manager, when you as a manager, when you drive up. When you leave your own house at half four in the morning, you get to train and you drive back to Bradford, you get in late and you put a performance in terms of the effort like that, then it's so rewarding. I just think the players were, were, were different class. And it was a game where they had to show character and they did. Every game you have to show character. And um, I think sometimes it's more difficult because people have gone, oh, they've, they've let a lead slip a couple of times. Um, but that happens when teams go 1-0 down. Um, or 2 nil down, they have nothing to lose, they, they come up with different systems, they throw bodies forward, and all of a sudden, it can be chaos at times, and you just need to 
to, to adapt. I think we, in the last few weeks we have gone a little bit passive in terms of dropping that extra five or six yards, which is understandable. But I think today, even when at times with 10 men, we have to go a little bit deeper. But I thought our line was good. I thought it was aggressive. And, and we limited Carlisle to, before the sending off, I can't remember having one chance. And then had the chance at the end where, where Hunt's played a square pass and he's a bit of a miscommunication. And, and obviously the lad goes round Viggs and, and Bex plays it. So um, apart from that... Um, we was pretty comfortable at the end, but you know they've got some threats in the attacking third. Armour put some good deliveries in. They've got four strikers. You know whether it's two that start and two that come on, different, different pairing. Um, they've got some. They've got some good players. So I was a very happy Richie Wednesday speaking to David Dutt after the game. Like we said, the whole interview can be found on the club's YouTube channel. And as always, a massive thank you to Dave for sending over that interview. Massively appreciated. Very grateful to you as always. So the league table then. That three points means we remain top of League yes. 2. We've now played 38 games. We've won a whopping 22 of them. We've drawn 11 and we've lost 5. We've got 25 plus 25 on the goal difference and we now sit on 77 points. So that is just over two points per game by average. Amazing, amazing. Uh, as most of you who are listening to podcast will know, lots of big fixtures in League 2 yesterday in the battle of second versus third. Northampton played Stevenage uh, at Northampton. They played out a one-all draw, meaning Northampton now are in second place on 70 points. So Northampton, seven points behind the O's, but they've played a game more. So amazing position to be in. Yeah. Stevenage are in third place on 68 points. They're nine points behind us, but they've played the same amount of games as us. So uh, that uh, obviously games to be made up there. Carlisle stay in fourth place after we beat them. So they are 66 points they're 11 points behind us now and they've played one game more. So it seems like I'm about so putting tight. the curse on it that we've <coughs> cemented our place within the top three. However, we know how quickly things can change in football. But massive game, massive victory. League table looks great. It's so tight around the playoffs. Yeah, but it's literally a question of three points and then you look at Mansfield in eight on 61. They could creep in if, if they, we beat Salford yeah, and they they've win. Got, they leapfrog and Bradford, if they lose, then they could be... Le- like, it's just such an open... Do you know what? It's end of the table. so nice to not really care about Correct. it. Correct. <laughs> to go, well, you guys can fight it out. We're, we're top. We're all right. We're yeah. all right, thank you. So, yeah, obviously, they are going to be twists and turns in the last eight games, but, you know, any other League Two club would bite your hand off to be yeah. late in Orient R. So... Bidilajande, your views on yesterday? Yeah, I keep it quite short, really. Um, I didn't think it was a great game. I, I, I saw it slightly differently to Richie, but completely respect that, and, and others as well. Yeah. But I think having reviewed things and, and, and listened back to our, our review of it and, and the highlights, you know, we were solid. It, we weren't spectacular, but we did what we needed to do. Did my blood pressure no good whatsoever? Yeah. Because it was, it, I, I was a bit nervous as well. I thought, you know, don't lose your home games and draw your away and you should win your home games and draw your away yeah. and, and you pretty much be there or thereabouts one bit of luck from Royal Shot that's ended up winning us the game very frustrating at times I thought it was a bit hard to watch but I think Carlisle will feel quite hard done by I think they were worthy of a point I don't think there was much between the sides and it's just taken a huge amount of luck to go our way and not theirs you know, if Viggs doesn't get that touch yeah, of course. to push Mellish an inch further wider and out of stride then he's probably equalising yeah. Um so from that, and it was a couple of uh, communication errors in in our defence. But you know, listening to the Carlisle manager 
uh, as well. You know, they could sense the nervousness around the stadium as well. They've got a record crowd Amazing with them, 1,177 people. I know there's a London group of Carlisle yeah. fans, so... But fair play, you know, they've come and supported their team uh, in numbers. But, you know, game 38, this far in the season, I have to say, for me, it's really not now about playing pretty football. That's great to watch, right? It just isn't. Yeah. It's about winning. Yeah, it's it about getting three points on the board. And it's about making sure that if you're not winning, we're not losing, uh, quite frankly. And we're doing that. So it's not about watching pretty football. If we have to lump it forward and go a bit route one at times, that's fine because the pitches aren't great or because we've spotted something. If it means we're changing formation because we can push their fullback slightly higher up that gets us up, that's also fine. It doesn't really matter anymore. I think people get hung up on, on how well we've played in previous games when yeah. the pitches were better, when we hadn't been sussed out and so on. But I think that now it's about just winning. Ugly, pretty, whatever it takes, really. We're seven points clear of Northampton, as you say, uh, who are in second with a game in hand. We're 11 points clear of now fourth-place Carlisle. We've got a difficult Easter fixture list, but we need to keep positive and focused on others around us because our destiny is in our hands. Largely, by and large, like you just said, don't really care about the playoffs. No. That's, let them fight that yeah. out. We're good. We're seven points clear, game in hand. And we're averaging two points a game, which if you'd have said at the start of the season, that's 92 points Incredible. over 46 games, would have bitten your hand off to be at game week 38 and, and be where we are. Absolutely ripped your arm off for it. Gutted I didn't put a bet on us to win, uh, to, to be promoted now. <laughs> yeah. But but that's that's the risk that you take. So yeah, fantastic. Overall, very happy. Yes, I would like to see pretty football. Yes, I would like to see our attacking players do more and us defend better and not have these heart-in-mouth moments, would like it to be much easier, but quite frankly, it's League 2 football and we just need to get over ourselves and stop thinking that we're Barcelona. Nicely put. Yeah, for me, I felt like a massive win, that full-time whistle. Um, was just a massive sense of relief. Um, and you could tell there was a lot of emotional people in the cell mm. in terms of that it felt like it was done. Like it felt Massive like a, tension. It felt like a big moment, that full-time mm. whistle. But, you know, we're 14 unbeaten now at home. So I didn't realise that. And there was a few tweets, I think, from like a big accounts who said they're 14 and beating at home. So Richie, you know, has made Brisbane Road a fortress. And like you said, I don't really care how we win as long as we win. It's not about playing the pretty football. It's about right. getting uh, the results and getting the three points. I think fortunate, yes. Lucky, no. Because I think you make your own luck. So to score, the world's got to be taking a shot from an angle which you shouldn't be taking a shot from. But then he's got to get the deflection. So... Yeah, fortunate yes for me. Lucky no. I thought Beckles has been superb since he's come back into the team um, a couple of weeks ago, obviously following his suspension. I think he's been an absolute rock. I thought, you know, he, he obviously clears one off the line. You can tell what turns, he's listening to him all the time. You can tell he, Beckles is communicating to every player on that pitch. got to say, oh, Miz, for someone who's fasting uh, and must be absolutely knackered, probably the guy who covered the most ground on the pitch. Obviously, we don't get the player stats. I, I would imagine I'll miss his stats are absolutely through the roof. Well, I'm nothing super sub. I know you've said like you would start him. At the moment, I think he's... Bring him on 65, 70 minutes against a tiring defence who don't know what he's quite going to do. I think, I think he's a different player when he comes on as a sub. Disappointed in Kelman. Like I said, we might not see him in an orange shirt again now because he might be able to get his base, place back in the squad or the team. Now, if if Drynan or Royal can take advantage of it. Uh, sadly, uh, I thought he was disappointing, really. I think he's done well for us so far, but I think the last couple of games he's not been 
on it. And you can see how much we miss Theo as well. It's really important to try and get Theo back for Friday. And I think Richie, in his post-match, kind of alludes to how important Theo is. So it'd be interesting to see whether we get Theo back for Friday. Another clean sheet now. Unbelievable statistics coming out from the clean sheets. And we'll mention clean sheets a bit later on. And our positives and negatives. Wellens seemed annoyed at the full-time whistle. There's a few tweets about people on the West End him having a confrontation with two fans in the West End. He seemed annoyed. When he does his walk round, he's normally smiling, full of beans, clapping the ground. He didn't clap, unless I missed it, and I may well have done. I can only speak for when he comes to the South Stand. He was talking deep in conversation with Prattley for most of it. He acknowledged the South Stand, but it wasn't the normal kind of gratitude back that he normally gets. So when, obviously, we filmed it, and I thought there's no point in filming one because he's not into it. So I filmed Beckles, who was kind of interacting more with the crowd. I thought that was a bit stranger one, but obviously I've got more context to it now, knowing that he kind of had a boil with a few supporters behind the West End. So mm. I guess that's disappointing from that. But look, almost there now. As we've always said, just have to keep calm. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Not the best performance. Not a game that you'll remember for, for the 90-minute experience, although you may well remember the emotions you were feeling when that goal went in. Who cares, man? Life is a roller coaster. All right, Ronnie Keegan. Yeah, your <laughs> views came into us in huge amounts. So thanks very much indeed to everybody who got in touch with us through our social media accounts. And again, we're going to read a selection of them. Um, but just because we're reading these, it doesn't necessarily mean that we agree with them. El Coado kicks us off this week. He said it was never in doubt. Not that that was not me the other week saying we definitely lose to Carlisle. 11 points clear of fourth with a game in hand and only eight games remaining. Supporting Orient should come with a health warning. It absolutely should be. Interesting to check in once Fitbit stats uh, watching at 19 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Orient fan TV said massive, massive win. One step closer towards promotion. 11 point gap to fourth with a game in hand. Hard to say who gets the man in the match. Royal, very impressive when he came on. But I'm going for Beckles just for that clearance towards the end of the game. Brent Rucker, SC, said Beckles off the line in the second half. It really seemed like Carlisle would score, but then he there he was. Right place, right time. Just doing his job? No, that felt heroic. What a day. I think that's a moment that will live in the... That goal line clearance will be remembered more than what the goal will be when I think we look back on this season. Mm. A pivotal moment mm. because that was a massive moment. Yeah, real CJ Fleck. So would it be sacrilege to suggest that the Beckles clearance was a moment of absurd luck while like a certain game where a goalkeeper did kick-ups? It does take luck sometimes, absolutely. It really does, good point. Well made. Painting Orient said, each season has a true backs-to-the-wall situation and that was absolutely it versus 11 men and a ref giving us no breaks whatsoever. Beckles' clearance could be the moment of the season. Such composure from Brown in the second half. Sign him up, Orient. Jordan and Brown had a very good second half mm. yesterday. Who's always a solid Brilliant. 7 or 8 out of 10, or if not 9. Brilliant. Obviously out of contract, <coughs> so I imagine we <coughs> are talking me. to him, although you know, nothing's been alluded like to, to think so. I'd imagine. So Dan Alton, 2590. I think it's on his honeymoon. So Dan, hope you have a nice honeymoon. So at this stage of the season, performances do not matter one bit. Results do. And with what happened at Northampton, this three points is about as big as it gets. But the job is obviously not done. Another tough game that's offered coming up next. Need to keep going. Yeah, Boats, he said, what a great result today is. What a huge performance with results going for us. We really have made the most of it. We're on our way and it won't be long till we can cement promotion and our place in League One. Richie J. Bourne said, nervy, really nervy. Big credit to Real. Came on late but did superb. Helped with a goal and class went down to 10 men. Orient Meat Pie is an absolutely huge result. It doesn't matter how you get it. it results are all that matter now. Northampton and Stevenage drawing was also huge. Yes, it's biz. Horrible game to watch but well, well managed. Barely looked in trouble. Job done. 
another three points and on to the next one. All about the points. Doesn't really matter how we get them. Orion underscore Ed said, To say that I nearly had a heart attack is an understatement. Did not see us getting anything today, but a lucky goal gave it to us. Even though we did our best to give Carlisle an equaliser, Monks was very good. Omar was outstanding, but Kelman let us down. We're so close. Yeah, now. Ed, I could see the emotion in you at the full-time whistle. I hope you've settled down now, mate, and are having a nice cup of tea and relaxing as you're listening to this. O's Van Basin. It's a massive, massive win. Last 15 minutes have taken years off my life. <laughs> well managed, though, and to be frank, went into subs were very good. Fullbacks were excellent and the ref wasn't. So a lot has been made, obviously, of running into subs against Colchester and against Hartlepool, Hartlepool yeah. over the last fortnight. Yesterday, it's fair to say he's got his got spot on. Yeah, spot on. Steve Chaplin, four. Very scappy game. Scrappy game, sorry. Reflecting the importance of the game, not helped by an overly fussy referee. It felt that Carlisle had settled for a point, but a bit of luck and some desperate defending at the end got us over the line. Stupidity, though, from Kelman, bearing in mind how the ref was. Yeah, Dave Brew, 47976911, said, fantastic from the boys to see that out at the end. Beckles, Viggs, Sweeney, Brown, Hunt, and all the rest, well done. We're almost there. Up you owe. Good points about, you know, we've not really mentioned Sweeney or Hunt. Again, two very solid performances in the wing-back raw wired situations they both were excellent mm. again gone under the radar I guess because Rell's goal Beckles' goal line clearance Figs another clean sheet Monker's like roll Smith's roll you know Hunt and Sweeney were both very 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 good, solid so. yeah Molly Folly 2019 said not a day for anything other than to say magnificent result massive three points fantastic second half plus other results were perfect the O stars have aligned today for a change. Wow. Love. Is that the same account that we always read out? Molly Folly, me and you in the uh, centre circle when we get promotion, hugging it out, mate. And uh, Well, hold on, that's just one tweet. Like, <laughs> one, one swallow yeah. don't make a summer. Tom D. Simmons underscore Tom said, the three points that clinches promotion place, I suspect. Jordan Brown coming on in the second half was the turning point. A more dynamic and energetic player was badly needed. Yeah, I was just joking with you, Darren, about that tweet. <laughs> Mr. Underscore T82 said, great day, really, with the results. I thought it was a really good performance from Orient, too. Thought Carlisle played well throughout, and we had to be on top of our game. We probably created the best chances and deserved our goal. It was nervy at the end, but saw it through well. We absolutely did. Apostolos Andre 9 to the deflection for our goal, and then Carlisle missed an open goal. So we finally get a bit of luck going our way. For Idris was absolutely outstanding, and my clear man of the match it was interesting because the sponsor's man of the match was uh, George, George Monker. And I think I think Idris, as I said, don't have the stats, but I imagine he covered the most amount of ground of any player. And he's kind and he's of fasting, as and well, he's fast, so. but his ball control and his temperament—he always makes the right pass. And he does not lose possession. He does not lose you the ball. He doesn't give the ball away. No, he doesn't and get turned. He doesn't get his pocket. It's just at points he was just running in cir- like in circles, circles around them. Yeah, literally running in circles literally. around them. I was thought that as well. I was like, how incredible! And I, 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 I was there yesterday with with two pals that don't normally go to Orient. One's a Spurs fan. One's an Arsenal fan. And they were, and I was like. Look at this. Yeah. Like, this is League class, 2 that you're seeing. Above. 100% class it's above. incredible. John W999 said, Oh my God, that was stressful thanks to Kelman's stupidity. What absolute heroes those on the pitch at the end were. We're 90% of the way towards promotion. Hard to see any way of screwing it up from here. Even for Orient. Yeah, even for Orient. Ben Porter, CT, said, Much better performance than in the last couple of matches. Champions have to win ugly. And we did that today. Beautiful to see how the whole squad is willing to work for each other. Richie is turning into an Orient legend and League One is so close. You can almost 
taste League One football. Yeah. Can't Ma- a bit of a Matt J. Nash said, massive win. The only questions remaining now this season are, which game will we seal promotion? Would it be Sutton or possibly Crewe seem most likely? Will we win the title? Will West Ham get relegated? Too much of a dream that will happen in the second Let's season. just concentrate on us, man. Absolutely. May 8, XYL said, season-defining performance and result. Dug in hard from start to finish. Wasn't our best performance, but effective. Kept them out. Showed heart. Grinded out three points. No thanks to the ref. He may as well have been in a Carlisle shirt. Great statement here from Len yes. M4 next. On this day, even the doubters left that ground believing it's happening. Great tweet there, Len. Lovely done. Daniel underscore D44. Massive, massive win. Bit lucky for the goal, but we deserved it. Even if it was a bit of a scrappy game. We dug in deep, went down to 10 men. Great to see Monko hitting some form. And Sweeney, superb again. Brown was great when he came on as well. Three more wins. Yeah, Nick Clark Ailes said Idris was immense, especially since he's fasting. Vigs in the last 10 minutes was so calm. Hunt was solid too. Well done, Ailes. The crowd were excellent in the second Yeah, it was, was loud in the south. It felt loud all around the ground. Yeah. Les, OK, 52. Couple of observations. He said, Rob Hunt's performance seems to have gone under the radar. Mr. Dependable. But as for the ref, I believe that sometimes refs try so hard not to be a homer that they end up being an awayer, trying to show they're neutral. More cards than Moonpick. <laughs> good one, Les. Samuel LOFC97, good tweet here. Bringing Brown on completely changed the game. Fans in the West Stand, though, especially further down from me, need to stop getting on the team's back when the ball goes sideways. It seemed to annoy Wellens as well, which doesn't surprise me. Support the team. It's got us this far. I can't believe fans are trying to engage with Wellens about tactical analysis. Like they're some expert. Like there was one guy, there was a couple of guys who were shouting like, go long, you're going to cost us this game if you don't do this. And well, Richie just turned around and put his fingers on his head and told him to shush. I, yeah. It's like, who are these people telling the manager who's got us the top of the league, telling him what to... Who are these people? If Why are they... If it's a manager you've got no faith in, I go, all right, fair enough. Or if you're, if you're, bottom, down near if the you're bottom, bottom of the league, yeah. you know, if your manager's top of the league... Yeah, I, I, I presume it happens at most other clubs as well, but obviously can't speak for them. Venomous, yeah. 1983, said, Now, that's a performance worthy of a top team. May not have always been pretty, but we ground out that result. The way the fans were at the end made it feel like something was happening and how close we are to getting over the line. Vince Howard, 73, said, What a result with a great defensive display to match. Thought Sweeney handled the pressure like an experienced pro. Also thought that was Monker's best game for a long time as he looked more of an attacking threat. Now, I have to say, initially, I was really disappointed with George Monker, but when I think about it and watch it back, the amount of times that he was trying to be creative and got us up the pitch and was dancing around and his possession... I have to agree, that was probably one of his the best games. On well. reflection, when you kind of get out the moment, I think that's one of his best games for us. He seems to understand a bit more now about the runs that Smith makes off him. So a lot of the time now he's getting the ball, he's driving forward and looking to get out to Smith as quick as he can, or he's just using his twinkle toes. Only to taking thirty eight games. Mate, long may that continue though. Chris Co five double six eight oh seven double nine comes up with a bit of a um a statement uh different from the rest. Says I think it's grossly unfair to blame Kelman for stupidity. It's a passionate game. Adrenaline was running high. Mm. He never stopped running for the cause. Young player and will learn. I sometimes think some comments are from people You've never played the game at any level. Mostly are. Tweet Yeah, Chris, great yeah. one, Chris. Good point. Well made. Sunshine LOFC is a big performance today. Massive result. Many gave great performances. And a special mention 
to El Miz, who was fantastic on so many levels. It's now in touching distance for us, and 10 without loss tells its own yeah, story. Yeah, I've been in 10 now, where you know teams around us in all divisions are starting to lose their head. Sheffield Wednesday can't get a win for love or money. Uh, the Championship, apart from, well, Championship's obviously Burnley and Sheffield United by the looks of it. But yeah, like you see teams who should win games who aren't winning games now yeah. because it's pressure time. Doyle underscore Hooper. So what a team performance. Elmis everywhere. Beckles and Sweeney immense. Moncur has hit a bit of form. One in subs was spot on. Thought he spent too long entertaining a couple of voices in the West End who won't ever yeah. be happy. Goes on to say, this is one hell of a season. Let's enjoy it. Couldn't agree That's more. Those two you, fans. You can't enjoy it. This, if this. You can't enjoy this. You then. may as well not support a football team. Yeah. Unless you want to support Arsenal or Man City. City. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Luke G said, biggest win of the season. Credit where it's due. Wellens was spot on with tactics and subs. Beckles' heroics, heroic clearance off the line was a season definer. But Viggs's touch to help put off the shot was also monumental. Absolutely was. And the final word on Carlisle goes to Tommy Atkinson 6. It's a huge statement. Look at other results again this weekend. With something like 11 clear fourth with 24 points left to play for. Excuse my maths, but others having played a game or two, the mountain is much higher for us to drop out of the top three. Up the O's, done the hard way. Absolutely. So, do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us. We're at Orient Outlook. We're also on email if you're not on social media or don't use it much. We are Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. If you're on Instagram, check us out. We're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And we're also on Facebook. Just do a search for Orient Outlook podcast. Lovely stuff. So, moving on into the town and country Harlow prediction league update. So covering London, Essex and Hertfordshire, town and country Harlow estate agents are run by Orient season ticket holders and fans, along with a podcast, have helped dozens of people move home. And the best bit is that for all O's fans and staff, a discount from their already competitive fees. So if you're thinking of selling your property or curious as to its value, you can save yourself a few hundred quid, keep it in your own family, give them a call on 01279 or 07528 or you can contact the guys on Twitter. You can find them at T and C Harlow. So we did have a few correct predictions, Mr. Levy, for this one. We did. Guy Incognito, uh, Guy Incognito, Matty LOFC Evans, Miller President, Strop underscore O, Postman Pat 1965, that tall O's fan, PM31970, East London Exile. And nice shot, Steve. Kudos to you all. You correctly predicted 1-0. Unfortunately, none of you correctly predicted that Mellish would get an own goal. Uh, so that means that top of the prediction league is as follows. Yeah, so like the O's yesterday, that's all O's fan picked up some vital points to move him away from his uh, competitors. So that's all O's fan is at 37 points now. I think it's done. I don't think anyone's going to catch him. Behind him, 11 points behind him, 26 points is O's fan basing. So O's fan basing needs at least four correct predictions from the final eight games to knock that tall O's fan off the top of the table and on 25 points in third place Nick underscore Clark 99 and Steve Chapman in four so thanks to everyone who has sent us in their predictions for yesterday huge amount and a well great done. league to be part of yeah well done yeah absolutely Sunday the 2nd of April today as we record this podcast very quiet day at the club no news to report although we did run a couple of last minute quick fire Twitter polls to gauge your feelings on how you think we will finish in the league. We ran one poll uh, that had 154 votes in just one hour and 95% thought 
that Orient will get promoted this season. I think that's a fairly safe bet at this point, they're in still, my opinion. They're still a very nervous 5% who is still not willing to say yes, although they might think it, they're still not willing to right. press that button, I reckon. And our second one had 94 votes in one hour, and we asked you if you think the O's would win League 2, and 86% of you now think the O's will win the League. That's Again, champions, right? That is champions. So... We decided to do those on a whim. Might do a few more of those. It's quite good fun actually doing it mm. in an hour spell. Just go unannounced. Assuming, assuming Elon Musk doesn't change. Assuming the algorithms of Twitter don't change. Yeah, depending on what you read. Hopefully the Twitter polls will still be here uh, this time next week. So thanks to everyone who's voted in our Twitter poll. Great yeah, fun. Absolutely. So let's wrap this up then. We're just 55 minutes now. So we'll keep keep this a, as a quick one. Yes. Uh, fantasy football update. Well done Stuart Coleman. You are top of our football fantasy football league. You've got 1,971 points just ahead of Daniel Clark in second on 1909 points Steve is up to 209th place now out of 355 players well done Mr Nussbaum yeah I'm in the mid table along with the uh, other mid table <coughs> lot so positives and negatives I'll do the positives this week so I've got three positives and one negative first up we won so first time we've done a double over Carlisle as well since the 2013-2014 season and if you look back, you'll remember that we beat them 5-1 away on the opening day of that amazing season and then battered them at home 4-0 in the reverse fixture. So lovely to get the three points and do the double over Carlisle. Secondly, another clean sheet. That's our 21st of the season and that is the most recorded in a league campaign for the O's in over 53 years. So in our lifetime, which is an amazing uh, feat. So well done to Vigaru and the entire team actually, to be fair. And the last positive, as it has been for the last couple of weeks and months, we are still top of yeah. League 2. So what a place to be. Negativism still The only one this week is obviously Charlie Kelman's red card. The injury list is now whittling itself down to just two. Although yeah. we're expecting them to come back. So no real negatives there. We've won the game. Lot still top. Lots to be positive about. Yeah, so the only negative really is, is Charlie... Charlie Kelman's red card. So let's move on then to the town and country yeah. Harlow hero of the week. So we decided to take this one to Twitter. We nominated the following players for their performances against Carlisle. We could have obviously done more, but obviously Twitter polls, you can only Just split four. up to four. Shout out for Jordan Brown, who actually, a lot of tweets about him, thinking more about it, actually had a really good second half. He did. Rob Hunt as well, was really solid. Richie talks about him in his post-match, really good half. Could have easily nominated Sweeney as well. But like we said, only four. So we nominated Omar Beckles, Idris El Mazzouni. Oh, we did nominate Rob Hunt, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. going mental. Uh, and George Moncur. Yeah, so after 272 votes, the winner with just over half the votes, a 51% of the vote is Captain Marvel, Omar Beckles. Yeah, well, so done, well done, Omar, Omar Beckles. Beckles. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. So next week's fixtures, it's the Easter weekend fixtures up next as the League 2 season starts to reach its conclusion. So firstly, we're off to Salford, on Friday the 7th of April, Salford a 7th in League 2, occupying the final playoff place. They drew one all away to Stockport on Friday night in their derby game. The last six come into this, they've won three, drawn two and lost one. So not in a bad vein of form at the moment, around Salford. Then on Easter Monday, 11th of April, we host Harrogate Town. Harrogate Town the 20th in League 2. They also played on Friday night. They got a one all draw uh, to Tranmere, which isn't a bad result actually. Their last six, they won two, drawn three, and lost one, so they're not in a bad feign of form either. But two vital, vital games for the O's. Mathematically, 
could be done against Harrogate if results go our way and we take maximum points. Obviously, we'll know more about that after That's the That's a promotion. Game. That means we won't end up in the playoffs, yeah. whatever happens elsewhere, Amazing. mathematically speaking, and that's what matters at we this will stage see. of the season. We will see. So, a sponsorship reminder. Don't forget, get in touch with the team at Carol Langley Floris. John and the experienced team that he's got there are waiting for your call on 0208 529 Four one three zero. If you've got an arrange, if you've got a special uh, event coming up that you're looking for some flowers for, he and the team are the best in the business. Uh, you can contact them also through social media at Carol Langley E four or at Essex Biz on Twitter. They're also on Instagram. Just check out Carol Langley Florist. They're on Facebook, Carol Langley Florist, all one word. So that is it, and thanks for joining us for episode 316. It's the final stages of the season, and April now is a huge month. Eight cup finals ahead of us. We should all feel proud and positive about the position we find ourselves in. Top of the league, seven points clear of second with a game in hand, and 11 points clear of fourth with a game in hand. What a superb season it is has been these eight games won't be easy the first hurdle Salford away on Good Friday and then Harrogate on Easter Monday which could make us mathematically promoted if results go away and we hope to be talking about two wins in our next episode which will be in your ears on the night of Easter Monday it certainly will so if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe it really does help it does make a huge difference we'd be really grateful to you Give the podcast a five-star rating if you feel inclined. Give us a review on whatever platform you get your podcasts from. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available soon as we upload them. Subscribing to us really does help because there's a lot of media attention on us at the moment. So it really would be um, great. We'd be grateful to you. We do this for free. Uh, so uh, as a reciprocation, we would be really, really grateful to you. We're also on smart speakers, fan hub app. So listening to us couldn't be any easier. And likewise, if you've got an older relative, a loved one or an orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, send it to them in your WhatsApp groups. We'd be really grateful. Pass the pod on. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be back, like we said, with episode 317 on Bank Holiday Monday with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, have a great Easter or have a great Passover, have a great whatever you're celebrating. If you're fasting as well, we hope you're fasting well. Yeah, we hope that's all going well. And don't forget to listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Yeah, it's happy Passover as well. Up the O's. Why is this season different from all other seasons? You've got to win the league, boy. Ha 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 ha.